Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents. And my co-host, Steve Sherlock. Steve, number 10. This is our 10th of one. Interviewing candidates. Yes. And we have such a great honor of having K.P. Somali uh, as a candidate for the school committee. Could you tell us a little about who you are and your background? Sure. Thank you for having me. My name is uh, yeah, Krishna Prasad Sompali. My friends calls me as a KP. And my wife and I have lived and raised our family in Franklin for about 15 years. Having benefited for all the reasons why I moved to the Franklin, because it's a safe community and blue ribbon schools. I served as a design review commission member and I did several charity works around the town. I am two times recipient of the presidential award and one time Boston mayor award and one time Boston case extraordinary volunteer award. That's about my achievement in terms of service industry. Good, that's, that's good. And I think uh, via the press releases, we've been fortunate to share at least the last couple that I recall through Franklin Matters, Franklin.news uh, website, so that people could be aware of your volunteer work. Thank you. As we're preparing for this election, certainly voting is a, it's a right. Yes, it, in some cases it probably should be an obligation, but it's not really required. Do you want to speak towards that? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, in terms of voting, like it's a very good question. Voting is a right, even though the law doesn't require everyone to vote. It is important for the people to participate in the election process. And their voice can be heard and is taken seriously and exercised by all. The bottom line is every voter is better to vote when the time comes in instead of sitting at home. That's what I can say. Thank you. Thank you. And in running for school committee, can you highlight some of the specific skills and or backgrounds that you would bring to the table that some of the community should be aware of? Yes, sure. Um, I love this community and my desire is to help to be successful. Pouring into our young people and I'm helping them develop a solid foundation is one way that I believe I can serve this community. Education stands at the forefront of our community growth. All our town growth in terms of property values depends on our school system. You know, my regarding myself, you know, I've been a bachelor's in computer science where I have to deal with the cloud technologies, which is latest technology, obviously. I've been a master's in that. I've been working in the technology from the part in, from the past 18, 18 years. Yeah, so that could help, especially as more and more, instead of getting books in the classroom, they're going to more and more cloud services, cloud apps, et cetera. Um, but one of the things you'll be facing with the other members of the committee in the new term is the school budget, as you're aware, has what we're terming at least kind of a systemic problem where there's not sufficient funds to keep up with uh, providing a, a quality education to keep that blue ribbon uh, rating we have. What are you looking to do to help in that particular arena? 
it's a very, very great question. I worked in the nonprofit sector and private sector as well. One of the biggest thing I learned, these are the idea of measurable goals and objectives. If those are clear and you have those, you can tie those with the numbers. So that is much easier to have that kind of conversation. I have, I have a lot of, lot of learning in terms of budget process for sure. We have so many great people in town to learn from them as well. I hope to embrace that as a member of the school committee and have all the members actively participate in that process so that we can figure out the direction to our, your point. At the end of the day, there is so many dollars to go around. When, you, when we have to advocate for a higher dollar amount for the school budget, it means you have a difficult conversation with the rest of the folks. I mean, I mean, in terms of money, it comes from, you know, we, we have to figure it out where it comes from and where we are pulling from. And people have a strong feelings about whatever is important to them. Within the town budget, there is a lot of things in Franklin. The technology changing in lightning speed, as we all know, I really believe School committee has to play a major role by identifying those measurable goals and objectives to solve the deficit situation. The discussions has to happen long before the town budget process starts, which is year along. So the school committee has to be involved each and step of the way. KP, do you have children in the school system? Do, do, do you have children yes, presently my, in the school system? Yeah, that's the, yeah I, I forgot about uh, mentioning that in my previous uh, answer. My my both kids, my, I'm blessed with the both boys. My elder one uh, just uh, came out of the UMass Amherst. He was an ex-high uh, school student as well. My younger one is a senior at, at our Franklin High School at the moment. KP, can you, you you will bring a cultural diversity to the school committee. What do you think that cu cultural diversity will contribute uh, to the overall school system? Well, you know, uh, Franklin, uh, Franklin need of the hour is cultural diversity. The cultural diversity will bring much prosper and growth. To the uh, to our town, which you know, um, in terms of budgets, in uh, especially school budgets, we are competing with the Boston budget. So the cultural diversity will bring a lot of growth to our town. At the Best Western, there's a humanitarian crisis, and we're housing uh, seventy-two, I believe, school children that the state, and I just learned this today, is paying $107 a day for each student who will be coming to the town of Franklin. How do you see the best way of including them, not only in the school system, but also in the community? Um, 
that's a, that's a really it, it it needs longer discussion like it's you know uh, with, with the, we have to bring the right people at the right table and uh, we have to discuss about that before we pass it along on the students if you rely more on computers in the school system will the school system be willing to provide these 72 students computers so they could be at the same level uh, or, or have the same resources as other students? Uh, well, you know, th this is the one of the items, you know, we need to have the transparency discussion with the parents and the students, especially with the students, so that we can conclude the discussion with the right uh, um, uh, appropriate with the right appropriate people. Yeah, in my understanding, if you're a high school student, you get issued a Chromebook. In the middle school and elementary schools, there are uh, groups of systems that are used by classrooms, so that it's not a one-to-one. -one. There is a one-to-one -one when it's being used, but it's not a one-to-one -to, -one to take home like at the high school. Do you have any specific ideas about the 72 students? <laughs> how you would incorporate them into student life and community life? Uh, well, you know, um, the specific idea, you know, the distributing those uh, component is, you know, we need to bring on the table and discuss one by one, especially with the educators, which are the pillars of our school system. Um, then we can conclude the decision among them. Do you believe that the Franklin school system is up to the standard you thought when you moved to Franklin? You mentioned that you came here because of the education. Do you still think that education is, is as high now as when you came to Franklin? Yes. When I moved into the Franklin, um we we have the blue blue ribbon schools um but right now the things have been changed and we just came out of the pandemic i definitely i agree like uh, our uh, our educators need more help from the budget as well you know um, uh, i mean the we are at the point where we can compete and bring back our blue ribbon schools to our town is there any policy that you're aware of in the school policy that as a parent you would like not to have um you know as of now you know i see the i see you know the our school system has a very transparency discussions and uh, you know i don't see much of uh, any hush hush meeting i don't see at all so everything is good as of now but you know need more more and more discussion from the root level how will you balance a look at the budget and in, in other words it's anticipated that uh, you had to make uh, the school committee make cuts this year and it may have to make more significant cuts in the future years how do you weigh whether a program should continue versus eliminating it 
and having a different program. And one specific question that I've been curious about is we have an adult learning program, <coughs> excuse me, that the Franklin High School uh, has classes at night for adults. I'd like to know how much that costs or how much revenue it generates. And if there's a significant difference, how do you weigh whether to keep that program or have a different one? What's the process that you go through in weighing what priorities we need in the school system? Well, that's a great question. See, when we're talking about the swapping the programs uh, for the students, I'll definitely, you know, that swapping the program is my last choice. With that kind of situation, first of all, I would like to sit with our educators and followed with the students, and I discuss with them thoroughly what is benefiting for them, how the technology is changing, how the technology affecting them in terms of that particular program. So based on that, I will go to the town and I will discuss with the counselors and you know go to do some appropriate uh, budget uh, adjustments. Then I bring back to the table and speak to the educators and the stu students as well. That's a normal process I would love to follow in that case. But uh, um, swapping the program is my last choice. Do you have a question, Steve? Uh, just to kind of follow along with that, from my understanding, the lifelong learning program, which is the adult learning, but it, it's community learning as well, it's really fee-funded, right? So as fees are charged for specific classes, that funds the class. And then assuming the classes are popular, they continue. And if the class doesn't have sufficient funds, then that goes away. So from what I understand, at least from looking at the budget over the time that I've been doing it, it's not, it's a revenue source to sustain the operation, not necessarily a revenue source to fund other things within the schools. It may sustain the classroom and the teacher, but does it sustain the administration that people are overseeing the program? For the lifelong learning aspects well, it, of the program, yes, right. that's my understanding. That it funds that too? Yes. Yeah. That is enough for revenue it's, it's coming It's equivalent in. to kind of the recreation program where the recreation department is really self-funded. I mean, you have an X number of people, but then all the programming, the various classes, the skill sessions, the basketball, youth sports, et cetera, all of those fees effectively support the program. What policy or what committee would you like to be on uh, when when you're on the school committee. They have separate subcommittees. I don't know the name of all of them. Policy, Usually, budget. certainly a policy. There's a budget subcommittee. There's a community relations subcommittee. And then, at least periodically, there's an ad hoc superintendent review committee. Those at least come to mind. Which one would you like to be on? Um... That is uh, something, you know, we need to discuss uh, with the rest of our experienced uh, school committee members before I make the decision. Because um, the, the school committee, as a school committee member, 
I I come with a lot of responsibility. It's not like um, my choice or uh, somebody's choice. I want to go what is benefited to our community with the quality education develops to our students. Have you had a chance to assess at all the technology ability of the Franklin School Committee? Uh, not of yes. the committee, but of the Franklin overall education. Uh, from your technical background, have you had any chance to uh, have a sense of how strong or how good uh, their uh, equipment and uh, teaching resources are? Yes. Yeah. Even back home, you know, my family is a farmer's family, but my mother was a teacher. And I grew up with a lot of students, you know. Uh, so I know how the teachers works, though, from the from the root level to the grassroot level, to the up the hill. Um, the main concern in uh, in the, as a school committee member is going to be I have to be a good listener. So I'm a good listener as well. So you know. Do you have anything? Um, not offhand. I think. Uh, it's it's been good to hear from you um there it's it's going to be an interesting role to the extent that it's unfortunate there's not even a competition uh, you you've got seven people for the seven seats and those seven now are going to be challenged to your face with the budget issues etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i wish you the best of luck um oh yeah there was one other piece tri-county is coming up for the vote Certainly October 24th, but then also the uh, debt override to fund it on November 7th. You have a position on Tri-County? Yes. I'm ready to go on board. KP, let, let me ask you, uh, the extracurricular activity, right? Yes. Um, are you more a music and arts person or more a soccer and football and athletic person? Where is your interest within the high school system? Well, that's, that's a little uh, difficult question. But the uh, thing is, if, the, if that is the case, you know, I definitely sit with, my, with all our educators and students before I make up our my decision to be held. Do you would you be promoting more intercultural <laughs> programs at the at the high school or actually through school uh, system? Uh, what what uh, what cultural happenings do you see that you would like? to develop that don't exist already? Uh, there is a couple of uh, programs uh, which I would like to prefer to develop uh, among our uh, students uh, since our school budget is uh, bigger than uh, other other towns. We want to compete in the present world. The technology is changing in rapid speed and we have um, 10 schools in our district um, for each and every school, the preference would be the different. You know, we are, when we're talking the elementary school, the preference would be different. 
from middle school preference would be different for uh, ecdc the preference will be different same thing with our high school as well so um, anything you know if i take any kind of decision it's it has to be transparent with all the students uh, of course it'll take a lot of time with which i am preparing to take a lot of time to spend on those before i make up my mind on those the uh the drug pro, uh, do you believe first of all that a drug problem exists within our school system and i learned the other day that if someone i guess is found to have drugs or smoking uh, uh, marijuana or something in the school system then they are either suspended for 10 days or they can go to safe haven for a three-day intensive program. Uh, would you continue that policy? And is there anything that you think we should be doing more uh, with students concerning uh, drug, alcohol, or, or other abuses? Yeah, see, that's a very, very important questions. Um, the thing is, when we are having a very good school visit, it has to be, the decision has to be very strong level from the grassroots in terms of those one, what you mentioned, like marijuana, like the drugs or alcohol, anything, we have to have the zero tolerance policy, which we have now. But in terms of that, um, uh, giving that 10, uh, 10 days uh, restrictions, all those we have to discuss within the school committee before we make up our mind. I definitely supports um, the zero tolerance policy. Um, what What is it that we haven't covered uh, within the school system that you, you would like to talk about? Almost everything we covered so far, um, you know, um, see, in terms of uh, budget, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, as I said earlier, the technology is changing in lightning speed. So the, our students has to compete with the present technology. How did this going to happen? We need to invest more in terms of technology towards our students. Otherwise, our students can't stand within, uh, they, they cannot compete with the present generation. Like we need to invest more and more. So this kind of situation, the budget situation, it will come all the times, just like any other city. So we have to prepare how to and what to do to solve this kind of uh, issues in the future. And do you think the MCAS test uh, serve a purpose or are we teaching too much just to pass the MCAS test? No, MCAS uh, test definitely need uh, in our school. It's a very good test, no doubt about it. I support that. And I don't know when the teacher's contract is up, but what is your feeling about economic reimbursement to uh, teachers? Uh, do you feel we're at a competitive level and a fiscally responsible level? 
uh, it's a fiscal uh, irresponsible level. Uh, you know, right now, you know, all our teachers need our help. So definitely, I would go and argue with our uh, financial teams to uh, to satisfy our teachers in terms of the quality education for all of our students. Is there anything specific that you have done ahead of time to prepare yourself to be a school committee member? Uh, I have a passion towards our school system. You know, overall, I have a passion to service the, our town people. But in terms of school, I definitely have a passion to make our school system is the, the best in Massachusetts. KP Somali, if people want to reach you and learn more about you, how can they do that? Uh, my my phone number is being listed on the website, and I have a Facebook page at KP for Franklin. Um, that's the way, either way. I mean, I mean, just a call away. Well, on behalf of myself, I want to thank you for coming to this program. And Steve, you have a closing update about voting and uh, how this program is being distributed. Sure. Well, certainly, thank you again, uh, KP, for joining with us today. As I think we were talking off air, but for the listeners, we'll share the video as soon as the studio processes it. We'll also extract the audio, so it'll be available via a podcast. And we'll also take that audio and transcribe it so people will be able to watch, listen, or read each of the interviews that we've done. We've done 10. We've got more to do. We'll also put a table together that by role, by candidate, the links for the video, the audio, and the transcript will be available so that it'll be out there and ready in advance of the November 7th election, which is key for the town. Uh, certainly, Frank and I encourage folks to be out and vote on the October 24th. Uh, yes or no vote for the Tri-County School. Only yes or no. And then on November 7th, in addition to the town uh, positions that are up for election, there's also a debt exclusion that would allow Franklin to fund its portion of the Tri-County building. So the information is available. Uh, certainly we'll share your info so that people, if they do want to follow up with you, they can do so individually and visit Franklin News, certainly Franklin, Matter, Franklin Matters and Franklin uh, Town Clerk's page on the town page. Uh, there's plenty of info available. People should be aware of and be able to cast an informed vote come October 24th and November 7th. From KP Somali, Steve Sherlock, and myself, Frank Falvey, we're wishing uh, that you please go out and vote and learn more about the candidates. Thank you for uh, listening, watching, and reading about these interviews. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.